0: Hey guys, welcome to the Delta Flyers. As we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager, your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and of course, Robert Duncan McNeil. How you doing? Hello there, sir. How are you? I am dealing with a bout of insomnia. It's just, I don't know, the last few days, maybe up to a week, I've been having a horrible time falling asleep. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure something out. So any, any suggestions?
1: <laughs> you know, what's funny is I started, um, uh, I read this article not long ago called walking for health or something. I think it was geared towards older people, oh. um, but but uh, like me, but, <laughs> <And> um, me. <laughs> but it's funny because I go in and out of exercise routines, but this was basically saying, look, you know, get out anywhere from, you know, one to two hours or so, somewhere in there, you know, mm-hmm. sixty to to ninety minutes or one hundred twenty minutes. But get out for an hour or two. Walk every day. It doesn't have to be like intense, you know, Olympic walking. It just needs to be a walk.
0: Because so this goal. is a mile or a couple miles. How long is it? The, uh, yeah, they distance, said anywhere
1: is... from two to five miles was the recommendation. You know, depending okay. on what you're trying to achieve. But hmm. you know, minimum of two miles every day. Yeah, and, just, and and make it a practice. And and it was talking about how you start there and then. You find that time, that hour every day for a walk, and then maybe you make it a little harder, but over time you, you know, you find whatever works for you. But it's not no. that basically, it's not that hard. And maybe that would help you, like taking maybe. a walk every day. Yeah. Would just be that little bit of you know, fresh air and getting outside. Although you're in Vegas right now, and it's super hot there.
0: It, yeah, <laughs> exactly. A walk outside, maybe not uh, two miles, maybe um, a mile would be yeah. the max. I don't know. And plus like last night, it, it did not help. I was supposed to um, meet my buddy, John Andrews for dinner. Yeah. At, uh, f- uh, we had a 645 uh, dinner reservation at a really um, awesome sushi place in uh, Mandalay Bay. And uh so I'm there at 6:30. I'm I'm there right. early. And so I asked the hostess, I'll sit down. And then um, so 6:45 comes by, no John, 657, no John, 750. Now I'm worried. So now I'm I'm texting him thinking, Oh my God, did he get into an accident? Because that's that's all I could think sure. of. I mean, there's sure. no, and when you're looking at the text thread there is no um check mark saying that he's seen my text like they're not even read and i'm thinking oh no he's (laughs) in the hospital what is happening (sighs) um and so then now we're finally i think it was uh yeah it was probably like 720 so what is it? What's the difference here? 6:30 to 720. So it's like 50 minutes. I get a text and he's like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. He had taken a nap and slept through his alarm. So he oh, didn't, god. yeah. He so he was alive. So by the time he got there, it was closer to oh,
1: probably yeah. eight, eight o'clock. o'clock. Yeah, yeah, when he got
0: there. And um, so I I, I essentially ate two two dinners. I <laughs> <meals. laughs> <laughs> got the sushi chef after he after John showed up and I ate again with John, the sushi chef was looking at me. He's like, I can't believe how much you ate. I said, well, what am I? I'm just sitting here. I don't know what to do. You know, I just kept ordering. Uh I'm like, all right. Oh my goodness. And so that, you know, by the time I got out of there, it was quite late. Right. And uh, so that was a good sushi. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, good. And that's one of the best things about Las Vegas is that um, in the old days, it was, come to Vegas and get your prime rib and shrimp cocktail. And, you know, it was very cheap buffet, very pedestrian kind of fare. And then now every major chef in the world has a restaurant here, you know, yeah. and some of the best sushi is if you wanted really good sushi back in the day, it was Los Angeles. you got to be in LA. Yeah. You know, you've got to yeah. go to Matsuhisa. You've got to do all, you know, get to go to all these great LA places and then everyone else was just Eh, everywhere in the country was like eh. yeah some people were just yeah. kind of getting into sushi right back in the 90s and now oh my goodness um you can't even throw you, you could be in vegas and throw a rock and it'll hit a sushi restaurant there's so yeah. many sushi places oh there's so many yeah. good restaurants in vegas yeah, for sure definitely
1: well all right i did try to take a walk start with that i will you know or some kind of exercise every yeah. day just no.
0: exercise yeah that'll get kind of get me into the point where i, I my body will be tired to go your to body will be
1: a little more tired yeah and that, that'll help key. you
0: okay cool um this week's episode is real life so real life real life yeah here we go here we go I, here we go
1: yeah i'm excited yeah. to i'm excited to see this I, okay uh, I, I remember this episode a bit a bit and oh, uh, nice. yeah, I'm very excited.
0: okay, let's go watch this and let's go watch uh, it. Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. Thanks guys. Hey guys, Robbie and I are back from watching real life. And yes we are. Yes, we have a little bit of a hiccup. Um, Robbie's <laughs> Robbie's entire set of notes. Have been deleted. Uh, what happened was his phone was low on battery, so he went to go grab a charger. And whilst holding his phone, I guess his yes. fingers clicked uh, hit on something and everything deleted. I had too many and, things in my hand, I guess. Yeah, and I must yes. have hit delete, and you, yes. I can't undelete it. So, no, no. and i beside myself,
1: but I'm yes. gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna wing it.
0: He's gonna wing it. And this is exactly I told Robbie, you know, don't worry, I'll run the recap, you just chime in when you can. This is exactly what happened when we reviewed the episode faces with when we had Brian Markinson as a guest, I I had done the same thing. I touched my phone the wrong way when I was just, you know, moving it from one place to another. And all of my notes for faces were gone. So I had to wing it as well. So you're gonna wing it here. Okay. All right. all right Here this. we go. I you got, got it. This. You got it. All right. Well, let's just start off with our. Um, let's start off with our poetry synopsis. Uh, at least you have yes. that. So let's. Begin I did with that. remember that because <laughs> okay. uh, it's a yes. haiku. It's simple. If you had a limerick, you probably wouldn't have remembered it. But probably you have. have a haiku, so let's, okay. yeah. Let's start with that. Yeah. What's your haiku?
1: Let's hear it. Doc wants a family. Perfection is
0: too easy. Real life is messy. There you go. Perfect. And that last line is such a great line. Real life is messy. You end up deleting notes randomly. See? So, perfect. It works. Right on (laughs) theme. This is right on theme. All right. Okay. What's
1: your limerick? All
0: right. Here's my limerick Doctor programs his own hollow family. It's really not what he expects it to be. Astral eddies appear. We've lost Paris, we fear. His shuttle breaks free from the anomaly. That's good. Yeah. Hey, see? That's good. I like seeing you smile. Yeah. Was, <laughs> Paris was big in that limerick. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I, you know, I was sitting there going, like, how do I because it's it's right down the middle. You've got the doctor storyline with the family, and you've got Paris, you know, uh, going into this Eddie. That's split oh, right down the middle. So I said, I how think, which way should I, I go? I think the which... doctor's story is so much bigger. <laughs>
1: I feel like Paris's story no that's not even a Paris. I, well it's like a, I
0: I okay he, he gets to
1: fly a shuttle in a cool it was cool yeah it was I did think that was cool yes but um yes there was some cool stuff but uh yeah my favorite part of Paris's story was the scene in Sickbay where he got to tell yeah. the doctor what real right. life is like right that to me was I've forgotten that scene was in this episode but that right was, one of my favorite scenes that i ever did on voyager
0: yeah it's a great scene and you know my limerick really it's skewed towards paris because this is the delta flyers which is basically yourself and me and yes, if it was yes. myself and bob picardo then i would have made it more about the doctor but i did it i made it more about yeah, you the ending on part. On, i think this is
1: this is a tom paris episode
0: so we uh we enter the opening scene we see the hollow family home and i just want to say that all every time that we're in an alien residence in voyager yes there's always some type of modern furnishings going on you know that's typically what and that has always been my aesthetic in terms of how i design or how i um will furnish my own home my own space you know has always been that modern aesthetic so I've always enjoyed seeing our sets because I go oh yeah that gives me an idea for doing this you know so mm -hmm.
1: you're right because every time we go to an alien um you know home or or office or lab or whatever it it kind of looks like Starfleet adjacent design
0: yes yes always
1: Mm -hmm. which I know is natural because you know it's the same it's, it's a sci-fi show. It's the same designer. But it would be interesting to see some real different design of furniture and materials and yeah. finishes and lines. Yeah. Because it, it pretty much... Yeah. I mean, for this, the Doctor's home, that should look like a Starfleet-adjacent place. Because he's mm-hmm. that's what he knows. But when you yes. go to some of these planets, yes, that's where I wish there was more... You know... I don't know, just variety and finishes and and materials and things like that. But yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I hear you now. So we are now introduced to our guest stars. We have Wendy Shaw playing the role of the wife, who we later find out her name is Charlene. And my goodness, I'm watching her on screen thinking she's giving me these Shelley Long vibes. Shelley Long. Oh, yeah, you're right staring at her going, Shelley Long could have played this role just as well as Wendy Shaw, but Wendy Shaw did a great job doing that. Uh, she did a great yes. job, yeah. Uh, Glenn Harris plays Jeffrey, the son. A good job there. And yep. Lindsay, Lindsay Houn uh, as the daughter Belle. Again, another uh, good performance Amazing from a child actor, really. From a, right. Yeah, she was yeah.
1: good. And and this is hard for all three of those guest stars you mentioned. They've got to start. So this first scene mm-hmm. it's the perfect you know doctor family yes. they're exactly what he wants them to be he's mm-hmm. programmed them mm-hmm. to listen to him to be responsible and respectful and 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 just think that he is the most amazing father and doctor in the world that's right and uh that's where we are in our story that's yeah. the actors had to play that almost sitcom version yes and then make a total transition as we get into the story we'll talk about it to a very different kind of characters almost so yeah and
0: not, not only was it the sitcom version to me it was a very um 50s sort of feel to it yeah, you know what i'm saying Where every, best, yes sort of yes happy yes. days well anson yeah, williams, yeah, anson williams yeah, so. yes that's what i was gonna say uh directed by anson williams story by my friend harry doc clore who i have spent mm-hmm. many many times hanging out with um and teleplay by jerry taylor and typically, Jerry doesn't do a lot of teleplay. So, this one, you know, this one is from her. And Anson Williams, I remember when he came on set, I was so excited because everybody was so excited. Well, you know, yeah. we all grew up with Happy Days, right? Potsy so, from yeah, Happy Potsy Day. from Happy Days. And, uh-huh. and uh, um, I'm, you know, I've always been a big fan of Happy Days as a child and, and continue to be. So, seeing Potsy as our director yeah. um, was my fanboy moment a little bit, right? Oh, and yeah. uh, what a great guy, though. Super nice guy off Super camera. Nice guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and um, and a good director as well. He knows what yeah. he's doing. So yeah, that's one. He was he was a
1: perfect director for this episode because mm-hmm. of exactly what you mentioned. I think that that those early scenes yeah were almost yeah happy days. Happy days like yeah something yeah very, very yes very similar. Anyway, right. so yeah, we, okay. we meet them, and the doctor has a wonderful time, and they all literally were like choreographed.
0: They were At the same yeah. time. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was great. Uh, both son and daughter are putting their foot out when the when the mom asks, oh, yeah. "Have you polished your shoes?" And and, and they both in, yeah. yeah, it was like synchronized swimming. They completely had everything yeah. uh, down to a mm-hmm. uh, a science of how when to turn to look, and and it was very humorous to me. Yeah. That alone, yeah, right? I agree. Um, now we jump to the bridge and we're about to rendezvous with the Vostagai space station and Uh uh, we get to where we're supposed to get to and Harry detects a debris field. And um, I, w- I just want to note right now, um, all of my lines sound like I have a cold. <laughs> Every single one really? on the bridge, yes. I oh, that's funny
1: because I, I I thought you sounded very relaxed and natural, and I maybe yeah, yeah, didn't. yeah.
0: It was natural, but, but I can it actually it still it was it still nice that
1: you, Yeah, I thought you were very naturalistic mm. in a good way. You know, mm. I think sometimes our our performance uh, standard. That we would do was yeah. always a little elevated, and, yeah, you know, polished, stylized, pre- right? stylized or yeah. Pre- presentational. Our, yeah, I feel like our cast sort of, as a group, that was sort of our approach. Yeah, and um, it's nice to see when some of us, you know, are are more relaxed. And I thought you were did a really nice naturalistic job in the.
0: Episode. Yeah, and I really felt that I I kind of got away with that almost because I yeah. feel that a lot of times we when we do a more naturalistic delivery, we get. Um, reprimanded for it yeah. you know what are you guys yeah. doing but you know maybe because uh anson williams was there at the mm-hmm. i was able to get away with that um mm-hmm. so anyway there are 60 scientists on that station but when we get there it's just a debris field so it has completely been annihilated and janeway yeah. janeway's upset she's angry and wants to know who would annihilate a science who station this? yes because science suck. is a big part
1: of her life yeah. right yeah Tuvok scans things, and he's like, "There's no weapon signatures." I think it was yep. Tuvok, or maybe you. Yeah. But we we scan, and there's there's no residual weapon signatures. So that's strange. nothing.
0: Nothing. Harry detects a trail of plasma particles in subspace, yeah. and Janeway tells Paris, "Set a course to follow Set it." Of course. Yeah.
1: And he says, "Yes, ma'am." Yes.
0: Yeah, there we have another "Yes, ma'am" oh, from Tom yeah. Paris. Exactly. We jump. We're, a- we're going to have another "Yes, ma'am" later on from someone else. But- oh, we. <laughs> Okay, we jump to um, Sickbay. Yeah, and now Torres, who I want to first comment that she now has this new side braid in her hair. <laughs> like one uh-huh. side of her hair has that one braid, which I'm hope. thinking, huh? Is she letting her hair down a little bit, or is this a new style for her? Uh-huh. We don't know. But she's running tests on the doctor's program to make yeah, sure everything kind of upkeep. Yeah, it's running smoothly. That's all. And the doctor has basically been tinkering with his program to improve his performance. As mm-hmm. a physician. And that's why he created a family. This is news to Torres. She's like, you have a family. Well, uh-huh. I'd like to meet your family. Um, and I, and we see Cass as well. Balana and Cass both want to come to dinner.
1: Mm-hmm. And the doctor's very happy because he's very proud of this perfect family. He's, yeah. got. So he's like, yes, let's. Let's, uh, you know, my, my <laughs> wife has been asking for my colleagues to come by. So yeah,
0: didn't he call her my 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 little uh... oh the, my little woman or yes. something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so now yes. they're they're in the hollow family home, um, in the mm-hmm. living room, and now we see Belle and Jeffrey, the kids, and Charlene are absolutely perfect. And this is where we learn that a doctor is referred to as Kenneth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now I'm wondering. Does this have anything to, to do with Ken Biller?
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Was maybe. he there? Yeah, he's there already. So yeah, so, he's yeah. There so from I, the I think. Beginning. Yeah. yeah, so
0: I think maybe they named him Ken maybe Kenneth, Kenneth after yeah. Kenneth Biller, possibly, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Um, Torres can't take this. She freezes the program, and then she walks away from the dinner table to have this conversation with the doctor. So my question you know to you she walked away? is that to keep that visual effect away from the action, yeah. the current action, is that what it is? Yeah, okay. yeah. it's yeah.
1: only—it's literally only. There's no character reason, yeah, for her to get up.
0: No, not so, not at all. You
1: know, I, I feel like that was a situation where they so they got her up and moved her away from the table because right. the frozen family, yeah. You can't just have actors freeze because they're going to move. Someone's going to move. Yeah. Somebody's going to move. You're going to give it away. So they Mm -hmm. did do that for a moment. The actors Mm -hmm. froze. And then she got up and walked away so that they could come back to a point of view of the family frozen. Right, but they it could have helped there to have a line or something like yeah,
0: a line I can't that take this anymore, Doc. I'm e- out of here or something. Ex- exactly, because now it would have been an organic move. Because when yeah. you're watching it, it's it's sort of like, wait, what's why is she doing that? <laughs> and yeah. now you know it's yeah. because of that visual effect. I yeah. do love that line that Torres gives to the doctor. She says, "You're not going to learn anything from these." Lollipops, lollipops is what she calls yes, them I mean, right. <laughs> and um torah says that she can do some tweaking of her own on this hollow family and bring it closer to real life and i i made note that typically whenever we watch an episode yeah the title of the episode is never utilized within the episode but here it is right it's we totally yeah. utilized and
1: mm. in, and it's not only utilized but but roxanne dawson puts air quotes around it almost she's yeah. like, she like pause you know she's like you know i can make some changes that'll make it more like real real life, life.
0: the name of the episode yeah. yes yeah, very much so yeah it was, um, it was kind of uh
1: you know maybe a little too much there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um
0: yeah um so now we're on the bridge and the particle wake that we have been yes. following has kind of thinned out so kim mm-hmm. detects a subspace disruption and now the anomaly appears and to me i wrote down it looks like a space tornado or a space hurricane or whatever um, yeah. and then it disappears and no one has ever seen this phenomenon before this is completely new to everybody on the bridge well and but by the way it, yes it,
1: it Opens up, and this thing comes at Voyager, yes. and we go to red alert, and there's mm-hmm. some damage done.
0: Yes, there's some damage. I guess yeah. this,
1: this waves of of this eddy, this whatever it's mm-hmm. called. Astral eddy, yeah. Yeah, the astral eddy. This wave, it's almost like a hurricane, right. like you described. Right. You know, the outer edges of that hurricane sort of hit Voyager. It, it, there is a moment, and then all of a sudden it goes and sucks back into yeah. where it came from. The it's hurricane gone. just back to yep. the eye, so right, um, very um, confusing, and Chicote says, you know, he's never seen anything like this
0: before. That's right, and Paris says, you know, I can put some distance between us and, and what yeah. whatever that was, and Janeway's like, oh, no, wait a minute, I would like to investigate this a little bit further from a purely scientific standpoint. And similar to when we encountered that Borg cube, we were like, oh, Janeway's like, let's go and inv- investigate, go. <laughs> let's get closer to the danger. Yeah, Paris is like, let's get away from the danger. And then Janeway says, let's get closer to the danger, yes. which is, <laughs> right. that's the theme in her life, right? She's yes. not afraid of anything. Um, and from the telemetry that we've collected, Chakotay sees that it was an astral eddy that seems to have formed at the confluence of space and subspace. Yeah. And that's where it's disappearing. That's We see it one moment, then it's gone another and it's highly charged with plasma. So then he wonders if we can harness some of this energy. Guess what, we could go off of these these, uh, replicator rations for a while we don't have to conserve energy like that. And so Kim asks, well how are we going to investigate this if it's gone Janeway says let's just set our sensors for continuous scans of subspace Mm -hmm. to try to anticipate when the uh, next one was going to appear. Um, that pulls us out of the bridge into sick bay. And the doctor is basically told Kess that Torres has added some randomized behavioral algorithms to his Holofamy program.
1: Yes. And he seems very, very excited by yeah. it.
0: Not, not- No concerned at all. No, not at all. He has no concern. And Kes says, guess what? There might be a few surprises um, in store for you and ask the doctor, are you going to be prepared for that? And he's like, well, you know what? My database contains everything I need to know about pediatric care, childhood development. I'm covered, I'm good. And regarding what about your wife's changes? He says, you know what? I've had some experience with romantic relationships, so there shouldn't be any problems. And he's referring to Dinara Pell, the Vidian that he had the relationship with from a prior episode um and so he's yeah like you said he has he doesn't have a care in the world right he's completely naive <laughs> like it's gonna be fine <laughs> which and then so, sets up yeah great setup yeah, of he, the next scene
1: <laughs> he leaves Cass and and you know transfers his program into the holodeck and we yeah. see him come in <laughs> and all of a sudden you hear yeah yeah you see him step up to the door yeah. and you know he opens this door and you hear this horrible sound. horrible music yeah, music it's it would be like sci-fi punk rock if, yeah I guess. yes and by the way i think i don't know who the composer was on this but uh-huh but it it they had to have had the composer and then orchestra do this so it's not right a normal (laughs) punk rock band it with this is a symphony orchestra
0: that came up with this yes yes.
1: it's a symphony orchestra (laughs) impersonating a punk rock band from the future (laughs) it's it's bizarre yes it's very creative and experimental
0: and and highly irritating yeah um the wife is late to speak at the bolean embassy bell can't find her ion mallet and then of course the door, someone's knocking at the door. The doctor goes and answers it. Mm-hmm. And it's two Klingons. They're asking, Where's Jeffrey? And he's like, What? Who are you guys? Two Klingon, like teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Two Klingon yeah. teenagers. They like, we're friends, you know. And like, okay, well, do you have names? And we find out it's Larg and Kakoth. Or the two uh-huh. klingon teenagers and while this is going on bell basically starts crying about the mallet and says that uh the doctor is mean and she really wants mommy i want mommy i want
1: my mommy yeah have
0: yeah. you ever have you ever had to deal with that with your oh, kids yes. when they were young when where they, they said young. i want my mommy yes. yeah oh yeah yes. so i think every parent male at least every father has heard this comment from a daughter and i'm sure every mom has heard (laughs) i want my daddy like sure kids are very clever they play they do they they play play off they play both sides don't they um
1: (laughs) anyway so we come back yeah i think and um and it's paris is in the mess hall that's right and this was a scene i gotta say i didn't particularly like what i did in this scene really not so much and and you mean and i I looked at it and then okay so the scene starts with Paris trying to convince uh, Neelix to give him some something different because he's right. been eating he's been eating what's well, the fourth
0: day it's the fourth day yeah. of the same a rind and grub meal casserole it's the fourth yeah. day he's sick of it right
1: he's sick yeah. of it and and so it felt to me like a like a you know just a courtesy nod to have Neelix do something in the episode like yeah the only scene yeah so Paris had to play that scene and then Paris had to, on a, on a dime, turn and go do this romance moment with Bellana. So he goes right. over to Bellana, who's eating, and, mm-hmm. and see she's reading something and takes a look at it, and it's a Klingon romance novel. Mm-hmm. And he reads it, and then... Um, There's a couple of cheesy lines in there. Well, your cheesy,
0: your first cheesy line is your opening line when you walk over and say, "A beautiful woman should never have to eat alone." Is your entry (laughs) line? There are so many cheesy (laughs) lines in the scenes. Which it's, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was like, "Oh, that's cute." He's being cheesy, and then he finds out that the book is "Woman Warriors at the River of Blood," and she says it's just escapist reading, and is this, and of course he's trying to. You know, grasp grasp the pad, the padada, yeah. and she's kind of fighting him a little bit, and and uh, you know, Their he's hands just, sort of it, yeah, have a little tug little, of war. And... Yeah, this, it, so this is the nice little flirtation period between Torres and and she's uh, Paris. Totally flirting with him, yeah, yes, she is, like, she is. If
1: there's been any doubt up oh, through Blood Fever or whatever that yeah. maybe they're not really, she's really flirting with him.
0: She is, and I, I love how you know he's. He's like, is this a, is this a romance novel? And she's talking about, well, for Klingons, romance can be a little bit more vigorous, you know. Yes, he talks about that, vigorous. and then uh, and then he's like, well, I need to read this for sure. Then she's like, well, this isn't a technical manual. And then yeah. Paris was like, well, what is? So what is it? What is it to an engineer or something like that? And she's like, Well, to an engineer, it means specializing in particular systems. So it's a very charged, very, yeah, yes. yeah. Sort of like double-there's there's un- double, double entendre, double meaning. Yes. And, and it's just so funny that this is what how this conversation is going, this flirtation. And then they start talking about the Doctor's hollow family and the flirtation ends because they're interrupted by the appearance of yet another Eddie, Astro yes. Eddie, right? Did you have any yes. more comments on, oh, please tell me. So what would you have changed in this scene that you were not happy I about?
1: don't know. I think the double entendres and stuff, I, I feel like I I played them too sitcommy or too presentational. And I think I should have thrown them away a little more. Really? Been a little more subtle. I don't know. I just felt it didn't feel uh-huh i don't know okay it, that, that whole storyline because it, it it you know there's not much to it in the episode and right there's this one scene and then uh and then we don't really address it even when paris is in danger you yeah. don't see Bellana, um particularly concerned about him i didn't think you know she was just like every other crew member like we need you know you're I talking about later or, though you're talking yeah, about later though. Later.
0: okay well, i, I kind of disagree with you on that but we'll get to, okay, that, we'll, when we get yeah, to that when we scene. get to that scene um in this scene know. in this scene i liked everything until the one point the only thing that i thought was that could have been uh, redone or or you know a, a, an alternate version Different was version. yeah was when she said well i'll try not to stab you in the throat something like that oh, you know yeah, and yeah. you do this little Kind of like awkward laugh, where you're like, "Hey,", hey or something like that, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and so just that that reaction was the only right. thing that I thought, "Oh, Robbie could have did something different there." That oh. was it. But everything else, I thought worked fine. It, it didn't. It didn't bother me. And the truth of the matter, Robbie, is that we are always more critical of ourselves than anybody yeah, else, right? Probably. So I think you're you're being really picky right now about that, um, And you're yeah. you're entitled to be picky about that. So yeah. I want to hear your opinions. Um, um, all right. So we go from there. We go to the bridge. And Janeway wants to send a probe into the anomaly. We're having a, r- a really That's rough right. ride right now due to the graviton waves uh-huh. that the anomaly is throwing off. We do launch the probe. Harry reads the telemetry. There's a temperature gradient of 9 million kelvins, massive discharges of plasmatic energy, and a perfectly calm eye in the center. So Chakotay asks, hey, can we transfer some of it to Voyager? Torres says, well, it can't be transferred because... There's too much turbulence, then the anomaly disappears and the probe, we find out it's still transmitting and maybe, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we can still collect plasma from the wake and Mm -hmm. Bussard collectors could be modified to gather plasma particles according to Tuvok and Torres says that's not a good idea because Voyager's energy emissions are so high that they would actually corrupt particles and tom suggests hero tom suggests taking a shuttle out since the energy emissions are much lower from a shuttle and um that's when torres says that paris will expose himself to radiation poisoning so i felt that that was her showing some concern she's like well wait a minute you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna expose yourself to radiation poisoning and janeway says okay We'll cover that, go to sick bay, sick talk day. to the doctor, see what he can do. Um, so I do feel like there was some care and concern from her. Yeah, self. there was. Yeah, um, I do think this is probably the scene that over the years when I go to conventions, I, I talk about a funny scene that happened on the bridge where Torres is there sitting off to the science uh, station yeah. off to the right. She's definitely sitting in that same station. And my story is that when the director called action, when we're being hit by the stuff like he would he would yell out like bump or hit like that and um yeah. when roxanne was sitting there when he said bump she did this thing like like that like she just kind of like her whole body went up and down as if <laughs> and then the director at the end of that take says all right cut um roxanne no, uh, we didn't go over a speed bump. Okay. I mean, <laughs> and so then she, we all laughed about that on set, like Jane, uh, Kate did, Beltran, you did, That's I did. Funny. We had a good laugh about it. And even, even Roxanne laughed. She's like, oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Let me, and this is again, because we're always on the bridge, we know how to move, you know, when we're getting hit on the bridge, when we're getting yeah. buffeted around. But with uh Roxanne always being in engineering typically she's not part of the our yeah. group right yeah, so she's yeah, a little yeah. bit of a novice so to see her act like there was a speed bump that she, we ran over is That's really funny. really funny so I think it was this scene where that That's happened funny.
1: you know P- Paris says he can take a shuttle in there and yeah. uh and Janeway sends him off to the doctor and mm-hmm. so we find the doctor um you know looking at Paris and injecting yeah. him with some temporary radiation prote- protection right uh, mm-hmm. for this eddie and
0: uh and, and this is where he talks about his reckless and risky behavior um yeah the doctor starts talking about you well you must have been the kind of kid that did this and that Yeah, and- you
1: probably did the most climbed the most dangerous tree yes that took yes. the most dangerous you know everything yes. was so dangerous you didn't and- even
0: care You didn't care what, do you know what you would have put your parents through? You know, that's right. (laughs) He's 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 talking from that, you know, from that. Paris is like, you see Paris go,
1: (laughs) wait, he's not talking about me
0: anymore. No, no, something else. So
1: Paris goes over and says, So I hear you've uh, created a family on the holiday. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And
1: (laughs) the doctor's like, Yes, it's been a little challenging, but I've got it all under control
0: now. I've analyzed the situation. And he's come up with a solution, right? Yeah. And that's when a you mm-hmm. Paris mm-hmm. says, well, it sounds a lot like you're treating a sick patient. Like you don't, that's not how you deal with your family. Yeah. You analyze it and come up with a solution on your own. Well, okay. So now we flash to the hollow, family home. And uh, yep. there we have uh, it's family meeting time. So the doctor is, is he's called a meeting at 1600 hours. So 4. PM and Jeffrey's not there. And everyone informs him that he's been sleeping. And the doctor is like in the afternoon and of course, Jeffrey kind of stumbles in, kind of groggy, and he's yeah. he admits that he had a late night with his friends. And and the doctor is like, okay, here's the revised family schedule and a list of rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts going through everything, and he's changed it all in terms of for the, the wife's schedule, the daughter's schedule. The, uh, yeah,
1: the night that she gives her speeches, the night you know her her night out, yeah. and the daughter's team schedule. Now
0: yeah. she can't play on. On the, the first team, now she's yes. second team. Yeah. The
1: Parisi Square with the older kids, she's got to play with her own age. And and the doctor says, Well, that makes sense because it's too dangerous for you mm-hmm. to play with the older kids. Yeah. And so yeah. he changes this whole schedule to right. you know to try to protect her, which is going to come back to haunt him.
0: Definitely. But, um, and and it was fine. I mean, everyone's kind of listening along, but it kind of hits a it really comes to a climax when. Um, Jeffrey reads no Klingon friends, and Charlene, the mom, does not agree with that. She thinks that's unreasonable, and that's when she stands up and stands her ground. And they they walk to the side, and the doctor sort of has a, a bit of a private conversation with her, saying that we're supposed to show a unified front. You know, why aren't you supporting me? And you know, this is when. Charlene loses it she goes well maybe you should have asked for my opinion yes. before deciding telling everything me, on your right, own yes, telling me that you, you just made everything out for us and everyone leaves Jeffrey Jeffrey storms out the wife says like I'll talk to you about this late I don't want to I don't want to argue in front of the kids you know I think the doctor says to them we're all going to have to make sacrifices
1: right for this to work and, and they're, they're like yeah. wait a what minute sacrifice yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> sacrifice are you making yeah you? What and he's like
0: well I'm gonna cook I'm gonna and cook the daughter's yeah. like
1: you cook anyway one night a week like so, yeah, there's a lot of little, little stuff in there about family and relationship. That yes. Sounds very familiar.
0: And, and actually, there is parallels. Well, the minute he said that, it reminded me of Bob Picardo's life off of camera. He did all the cooking. Oh, yeah, he did. In his household. So he yeah. told me that he would, he said, I said, so when you have an early call time, you prepare... He goes, Oh, I'm up even earlier and I'm making lunches for my daughters before they go to school. So he did cooking for his entire family yeah. all the time when he was on Voyager. Like he never, he never um relinquished that. He, he loved yeah. to cook. Yeah. He loved he to cook, did. and I don't think his wife at the time knew how to cook, uh, is what is part of the reason, too. Yeah. I don't think Linda yeah, cooked maybe. at all. So um, so this this line reminded me of Bob Picardo's real life off camera. That's funny, right? That's funny. Um, so after everyone's left, Bell remains, and Bell sort of softens a little bit you know i'm being a good daddy's girl and she says okay dad i'll 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 be on the second team right it's okay um and you know she says i think you're a really good father a very good father and she says that she loves him and even if he's made a mess of things is what she says right but really we discover that that because he made that decision this is A decision that really causes her to be injured because when you're work, when you're playing on the second team and you're far better than everybody else, there's somebody that's just going to get in your way, and and you've got to kind of you know move around them and something, and that's probably how she had the accident. And if she remained on the first team against the kids that are more experienced and more you know stronger, she would have been saved. She would have been fine.
1: Like little decisions and little choices that we make. This west, we're all that families and that relationships are Mm -hmm. all. Really tied together, and yeah. yeah. So the decisions that the doctor makes about his family, laying mm. down the law on some of these things, yeah, come back with consequences that he's going to have to deal with. So, yes, yeah.
0: I I just want to say I think you're doing a really good job without your notes. You've been able to go to the other psych other scenes that we're at, and you you know where we're at really clearly, which is very. I'm very surprised. I almost thought maybe he lied and he didn't lose no, his notes.
1: I lost the notes, but. No, what I did was I pulled up a synopsis of the episode just to help oh. <laughs> me follow along. So right. I do have a synopsis you in front do, of me, but it's not you my have, notes. No, I'm trying to, yeah.
0: but you do have a cheat sheet. So I do have a cheat okay, sheet. Okay, yeah. So I am not as impressed as I was before. So I was impressed, okay. super impressed. So I'm yeah. halfway impressed now. Yeah. So now we're in the show. I was smart enough to pull up a synopsis. Good. At least you did yeah. that. Yeah. I did. But I told you, I, could hang, I, could ha- I can handle the whole thing and you can just kind of jump okay, in. But just, okay, just... so the shuttle, <laughs> now we're in the shuttle and uh, Tom is is 3,000 kilometers from the eddy yes. and he's dealing with a lot of turbulence and um, he's going to follow the particle wake after the eddy dissipates. So the eddy dissipates, he activates the Bassard collectors, which have been modified according to Tuvok's um, suggestion mm-hmm. and it's working. But then Kim detects another eddy forming. Janeway quickly orders Paris to get out of there, but he is being drawn into the eddy. Kim oh, cannot transport. Yeah, the hurricane eye. transporters are offline. Can't beam him out. Eddie dissipates, and so does Tom Shuttle with Tom in it. So Tom gone. is in
1: subspace he's gone he's
0: in subspace he's in well he's between space and subspace so there's another layer where he's at but yes it's super crazy um uh Janeway uh after commercial break Janeway runs up and uh to Harry's station and asks if is Tom's shuttle still transmitting Mm -hmm. similar to what the the probe did and uh after some tweaks and adjustments they are able to hear Tom very staticky Janeway asks Tom where he is and he says I wish I could tell you. And then, and then we see this graphic. Outside. Oh my God! It's like sunset over water. It's, it's like beautiful. wow. I was like, I'd like to go there, please. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's so, an
1: astral eddy nursery, is
0: what it is. Yes, it is. It is. It's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Beautiful. It's really yeah, it nice.
1: Looks, looks like you're like flying through a light volcano, if that describes anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. bubbling.
0: Yes, it's cool.
1: Anyway, yeah. it was very, very good visual effect by our team.
0: Super cool. Um, so then we go to sick bay, and yep. the doctor is working, but he is completely preoccupied with his family problems. Kes um, comes up and talks to him and realizes he's under some stress and says yeah. that, uh, well, at first you know, he kind of denies it. At first yeah, he like, says like, nothing's going oh, man, on. I'm just yeah. working
1: on this test and I'm just having trouble. Can you do it? You know? Yeah he kind of deflects that's right he's like are you okay and he's yeah. like yeah i'm fine and he yeah. deflects on this this test he's trying to run and then mm-hmm. she goes to run and he comes in and he says you know what I, it's it's not working great. yeah he's more honest which is right. a is a great sign that he and Kes have this very close relationship that definitely that he's you know it's hard but he's able to come be authentic with her right
0: and he's, it's almost like he's washing his hands of his little project. And that's, you know, Kes is mm-hmm. like, hey, you just can't ignore them. You know, you've got to go and face the, your, your, face the reality, face the music. And yeah. um, then we jump back to the of family home and we come in and, and now um, we see both the Klingon teenagers are there. Yeah. And they're sitting there with Jeffrey, and one of the Klingon teenagers is holding a Klingon knife of some sort. And, uh, you know, they. And of
1: the doctor is like, oh, what's that? Is that some yeah. kind of knife? And they,
0: yeah. and they tell him something that it's yeah, a, yeah. a, a duktah. Is what a it is du- a duktach yeah. knife, and it's cl- yeah. it's given to every Klingon for his right of ascension, which is a lie because the doctor already has a database of all Klingon you know weapons, yeah, exactly. so he knows. So he sort
1: of listens, mm-hmm. and they're clearly doing something that they're not supposed to be doing yeah. that they have yeah. not been honest about already. Right. So he sort of yeah. traps them, and then. And he goes, let me see this. Can I see it? And they hand him the knife. Mm -hmm. And he looks at it and he goes, you know, I knew what this is the whole time. It's, what is it? It's It's the
0: dagger of Kutluch. Kutluch used in a ritual of violence. First, It's a first bloodletting in preparation for becoming a warrior. And so he knows that. And he says, okay, is this what this is? And of course, the uh, Klingon teenager goes, yes, that is what it is. Which
1: was, by the way, that line was looped. Because he had dentures and stuff in when he goes, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's well, like, yeah he's like, yeah. So he's talking not. out of the side of his mouth. He's like, yes. Was he had a weird. lot of a teeth funny, going on. Funny. A lot of teeth. He needs braces. Oh, um, my goodness. <laughs>
1: he needs braces. He needs braces.
0: Does that mean there are no dentists on the Klingon home no- world? <laughs>
1: orthodontists in klingon klingon
0: homeworld okay nope no good to know good there. to know um and uh you know the doctor asked the boys to leave cuz he realized that that he's been lied to and this is something yeah. very dangerous and boy jeffrey doesn't like that jeffrey is like look what you've done you've ruined it another another phrase that every parent has heard from their <laughs> child <laughs> you're ruining it everything yeah. so He's upset. And the doctor thinks that the, uh, the Klingon friends were the ones that forced Jeffrey to do this. And Jeffrey's like, no, this was my idea. I wanted to do this. No. I don't like, you know, I, I admire the Klingon culture and, and the, yeah. you know, the honor that's involved with the Klingon culture and the human culture, not so much. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's when the doctor says, well, look, if you expect to live in this household, you're going to abide by my rules. And Jeffrey says, okay, if that's the way you want it, I'm not going to live here because I'm going to become a warrior. I'm going to become a warrior. And Charlene calls in at that point, and we find out that Bell has been involved in an accident. Yeah, she's been injured. Some right, yeah. right. Um, we are now uh, in the Hollow Medical Facility, and the doctor has basically. Um, He's he's there he said, with his daughter, and he's like, I yeah. can't stop the hemorrhaging. You know, there's nothing we can do.
1: He says, mm-hmm. "I've we've been in surgery for over three hours. That mm-hmm. me and this other doctor have tried Dr. everything. Yeah. Either one of us know, and right, um, yeah, that there's one hemorrhage after another. That whatever mm-hmm. happened, mm-hmm. yeah, is just um, getting worse. He can't do it. He's gonna die. Yeah, but, yeah. And the wife is like, that can't. I, I, you know. I I won't accept this.
0: Yeah. She She, exits to talk to Dr. Finley. She leaves. And then we have that great shot of the doctor sitting in the dark in utter despair over uh, Belle. He he mouths Belle's name, and that's when she regains consciousness. And he goes over to the bedside and has a conversation uh, with Belle, which just gets increasingly, you know, painful. Sad sad and painful. And he can't can't take it.
1: I can't feel my legs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's horrible, he ends the program and that's his way of, of, of stopping this, um, the pain that he's experiencing now and he yeah. leaves. Um, we're back in sick bay and Kes asks the doctor, hey, how's the family? And he very, you know, cheerfully says, well, you know, I've finished the program and that uh, I'm done. So to return to it would be a complete waste of time. So mm-hmm. I'm finished, um, which is very strange uh, to Kes. She's like, huh, uh, what's going on here? Uh, then we jump to the bridge and mm-hmm. there is um, a communications band, the communications bandwidth has been widened by Taurus, So now we have a clear transmission to Paris. It's very clear. Paris says he's in an inner fold layer somewhere between space and subspace. And Paris believes the only way to get out is the same way he got out. ride the way. So while this is happening, Tom gets thrown from his chair, and here's my question: Why don't we have seatbelts? I just don't understand oh, no. why. Why we don't I, have I mean, seatbelts? No, uh... no, not until not until J.J. Abrams' rehash of the 2000 and, um, his his initial Star Trek film, where we yeah. we see Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto as Spock. Then you see you see seatbelts. These automatic seatbelts that come out in that movie. But up until that film, TNG, Voyager, Dia Stein, Enterprise, the original series, no seatbelts anywhere to be seen. I have seatbelts
1: in both my cars.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: I feel like (laughs) Starfleet can, I can tell them where to go, what they, how they work. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We need to see. I think (laughs) I
1: did that stunt myself. I think I did that
0: fall and everything. Was that you? Okay. So, all right. I thought maybe it was. the hair looked a little bit different from behind. It looked a little Maybe, darker. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I almost feel like it mm, might not with... have been you. Well, but... you didn't see
1: my face, and usually they wouldn't allow us to do a stunt if if we don't see our face. So oh okay. yeah, it may not have been
0: okay. Um, Tom does get out of the eddy and Harry beams the shuttle and Tom back onto Voyager. Yep. And now we're in sickbay, where the doctor is treating Paris's mild concussion. And then he freaks out about Mm -hmm. Paris's risky behavior, saying people like you who court danger should be thrown into the brig. And that's when Paris realizes, whoa, 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 whoa. Holy moly. You know, something's going on with the doctor. And truly dealing with Bell's... um, imminent death has completely affected him to uh, where he's lashing out at Paris right now right um, and the doctor tells Paris that he's essentially shut down the program he will not be going back and yeah. that's when uh, that he can't face it it's just too difficult and that's when Paris yeah, has the harder for me
1: not to go back there and yeah. Paris is like is it better mm-hmm. like, Really?" Mm-hmm. and then Paris has this long kind of he, long he speech man it's yeah a yeah it's, a,
0: it's good though man you you, you knocked it, goes, it out of the park you did it yeah very well, it goes so. on a
1: long long time but yeah. he's uh he says you know um basically like sure everybody would avoid pain if they could but in mm-hmm. real life we can't avoid pain that's right we, you know you 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 can just shut off this program but we yeah. can't do that in real life yeah. things happen and basically in the end i lost my notes so I'm would you want me to pick it up
0: a little bit i'll pick it up a little bit I'll but, if, so. but
1: yeah but i I, yeah. I just wanted to say like yeah paris is ultimately is is saying through the things that wound us that hurt us that are hard for us the things that we suffer mm-hmm. that by staying in the game of life and sticking together like the crew of voyager all right. lost family lost things when they right were flung to the delta quadrant but they have grown closer yeah and learned so much through Mm -hmm. the suffering and the loss and the hurt that they've experienced together right and that's part of real life that's ultimately kind of what paris says paris
0: tells the doctor you created this program to experience what it's like to have a family so that means you have to experience the good times and the bad and you can't have one without the other and the doctor says well i fail to see why not so he feels like you can have a family without any of the bad times. And that's when Paris uses the example of the Voyager crew. Everyone had people that they left behind. Okay. When we left the Alpha Quadrant. And so we all suffered a loss, but that loss has brought us all closer together. We found support. We found friendship. We have become a family in part because of the pain that we have shared. And Paris says that, look, if you turn your back on this program, you're always going to be stuck at this point. You will never have the chance to say goodbye to your daughter, or you will never um, be there for your wife and son when they need you the most. And you will be cheating yourself of the chance to have their love and support. So in the long run, you're going to miss out on the whole point of what it means to have a family, which then, of course, rings the doctor is like, wow, that that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And we go back to the hollow medical facility. Clearly, the doctor has taken Paris's advice. And he continues the program. Bell is still on the bed, and sh- and we have this just you know scene that just tears you apart. She's asking if she's gonna yes. die. I was tearing and- up. I oh, was me
1: tearing too. up. I me mean, too. it's always just tragic. It's not the way the world's supposed to work when a child right, right. Is, is it dies. Yes, you know? and so definitely. Just to, that that story alone, but but yeah. having it sort of seeing it through the doctor's eyes, who's such an innocent sort of. Mm character mm-hmm. in so many ways you know yeah. no human experience and yeah we're seeing it through his eyes this morning. yeah yeah the and wife sobbing and
0: right and yeah. he you know he doesn't lie to her to say you know because i kept thinking when she asked when she yeah. asked the doctor am i going to die i thought is he going to sort of euphemistically say no you'll be fine but he didn't you know no. he just said yeah it's going to happen
1: he said you you're too yeah you're too sick to to, to live to get
0: better or something and she says, stay with me. I won't be afraid, right? And he says, I will be right here, I promise. That's when Charlene and Jeffrey arrive. Jeffrey and uh, the doctor have that moment of reconciliation where he hugs his father um, and he gives Belle her blanket. And so we end, you know, there's the, the, the wife, Charlene, is crying and so is uh, the son, they, they embrace and the doctor kind of watches mm-hmm. and then he comes in for the embrace and we leave. Uh, the final scene is of the entire family embracing so he has mm-hmm. basically come to grips with the passing of the daughter. Um, he's faced it. And that's the end of the show. Yeah. Very touching and very, very moving. I really teared up. I really did. Yeah. Yeah, anybody who's a parent is, is going to probably cry at this scene is my guess. Um, what, what is your lesson from this?
1: Well, I think
0: I've lost my notes, so I can't remember how I put
1: it, but I think it ultimately comes down to kind of the speech that, that Tom Paris gave the ideas in that speech, which are, you know, um, you can't avoid the pain Mm -hmm. of real life. Yeah. Real life has.
0: uh, Ups and downs, good and bad, right. Good and
1: bad and, Mm -hmm. and joy and pain. And it's actually richer with, with both of those things. Exactly. Um, That life is richer with the, with, Mm -hmm. with the full experience. Mm So,
0: yeah, yeah, something like that. I agree. Yeah, that's, that's great. You're, you're right on target there. I also would like to add that the other lesson that I get from this is that, um, especially when he lashes out at Paris saying that anybody who courts danger should be thrown in the brig. And the lesson there is that in life, when you are out and about, you are always gonna deal with people that may be unsavory, that may come off, you know, brusque or rude or just downright, you know, a jerk. And instead of matching their level and going toe to toe and becoming aggressive and violent about it, starting a fight, you know, or allowing the male ego to come into play Mm -hmm. uh, or any ego to come into play, just to realize that 99 times out of a hundred, that attitude or that whatever has nothing to do with you. It has to do with that person and what they're dealing with in their own life. You know what I'm saying? They're used, yeah. You don't know the person. Yeah, so that person that you're, you're you're interacting with in public, who's acting horribly, you have no idea if their sibling or if there's some relative just passed away recently, or mm-hmm. if something happened that was so cataclysmic in their own life, that they're now kind of taking it out on everyone around them. And if you can look at it that way, Mm-hmm. And take a second to breathe, and take a second to step back. That's going to actually help stop a lot of the things that you know—the violence and aggression that that our culture or or we as humans have endured over yeah. the over time. Right? It's just something that that can stop people from um, uh, getting riled up because the other person's all upset right about something so it's sort of a nice lesson
1: simple rule to live by just the other day Mm -hmm. it was two two rules it's they said if you want to be happy in life if you want to have a happy life a peaceful and fulfilled life do two things one is assume the best in everyone Mm -hmm. start with assuming they're the best instead of assuming that someone is being manipulative instead of assuming that someone is trying to hurt you or cheat you or you know or me let me talk right. about me so right. assume that people are uh, you know assume the best first yeah. of all start mm-hmm. there and then the second thing is be inquisitive be curious ask questions mm. if I assume the best about people and then I want to learn and I yeah. say oh tell me about your day today. tell me no. about Oh, you're angry or, you know, yeah. it's been a tough day. Tell me more about that. How is it tough for you? Yeah, Explain that to me, you know, yeah. assume the best and be inquisitive. And I think those are, I've, you know, I, th- I think those are the best rules to live by. I've ever, I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming the best and, and, and being curious, asking mm-hmm. questions, you know, being open yeah. to learning something yeah. you don't expect.
0: Yes. Good episode. Very Um, good episode. Join us next week, guys, when Robbie and I review Distant Origin. Yes. See you guys. See you then. Bye. Bye.